I, I found that teaching art where they don't think of me as a therapist, but they just enjoy learning and we can talk and they can, they can explore their own gifts and um, have a way to express their feelings. It, it was therapy for them, but we just weren't calling it that. Right. Hey, Alan Dozen. Welcome to episode 107 of the Camino Voice. Today I speak with the featured artist of the loft for August. Please welcome Bobby Samples. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Alan Anderson, welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I got to speak with Bobby Samples, who is a... Uh, who is actually the Featured Artist of the Month for August up in the loft here at Camino Commons Marketplace. And uh, she's also an art teacher, so she's actually going to be teaching some classes here at the, in the loft as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so we dive into her journey of being an artist, um, how she got interested in art, and how uh, there were certain people that really helped influence her in that and that some of the training and stuff that she was able to get. Uh, and also some of the places she got to live that really had a big influence on and on what art she focused on um, and what she was doing there. So uh, we get into all of that. And then she also talks about the pieces that she brought into the loft and how it's kind of the story of her journey um, as an artist. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Bobby Samples. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice. Today I'm here with the featured artist of the month, uh, of August in the loft. Welcome to the podcast, Bobby Samples. Hello. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Bobby. Um, I am really enjoying living on Camino Island and um, I love the beauty of the natural world and the beauty of people in the world. So I love to do art of, um, of landscapes and animals and people and try to paint things that are meaningful. Nice. All right. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Edmonds, just okay. up from the water. My parents were teachers there, and my dad ended up being a principal. And I just um, loved living there because at the time it had wild places we could explore, and yet it had <laughs> a cool little town, and we were close to Seattle, close to the country. It's just a great place to grow up. Nice. Cool. And were you there all through high school then? Yes, I was. We moved one time um, from the Edmonds area to the Meadowdale area, but it's still the same area, but it, uh, lots of beaches and pretty views and um, just a variety of people. It was a really good experience growing up there. Nice. Is there any uh, kind of hidden spots that you like to go that are still like hidden and fun to go to down there? Oh, there was a um, boathouse called Haynes Wharf that we used to go to. There's like a beach. I think it's accessible now, but it's north of Edmonds, and it's on the other side of the railroad tracks, of course. But it's just beautiful and very natural. And, yeah, and there's trails in the Snake Road area right near there um, by Perrinville. There's trails there that you can walk where there's a creek. It's just got some really natural areas that you can feel like you're in the wilderness. Yeah. Right? Well, that's nice. Yeah, I think uh, Edmonds is kind of one of those, uh, like, it's obviously grown a lot in population, but there's still, like, little pockets here and there that you can kind of feel like you're not 
in the big city? That's interesting you'd ask that question because it's been a sort of a specialty of mine since I was a little kid. I'd go find those places. Like when I was a little kid, there was a meadow with an old um, shack that somebody had lived in and the coyotes visited there. And it's by Yost Park. There's a ravine in Edmondson. My friends and I and my horse would go hang out down in the meadow and yeah, so I, that's exactly what I love to do. One of nice. the things I love to do. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Have you got to do that on Camino and stuff? Kind of explore fine little spots? Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's beautiful forests and places that are undeveloped and uh, beaches. Mm-hmm. Yep. I tend to need to go there. The busy world, I like to go and have time to rest and look at the beauty and sketch and paint when I have time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Finding time is uh, the hard part right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Um, so while you were living in Edmondson, were, did you get started in art during that time? I did. My mom was um, an artist and she had projects going all the time. She had um, just been an artist since she was a child. Her father uh, was a manager of uh, World Book and okay. she was very interested in education and um, just so many things she taught me of how to draw, how to paint, and how to enjoy art. She did portraits. And um, when I was in high school, she went back to college and got her degree in art education. Okay. So she'd bring her projects home from her art education, and I get to do them with her. Things like bookbinding and batik and painting. So I kind of did a lot of projects in art and art education nice. as a teenager and even went to school with her sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it was really fun. Very so. cool. So then uh, did you get to, in those projects, would, did you think about those areas that you were, all those hidden spots that you would go and be in? Is that how you kind of brought that into your art? I mean, at that point, yes. you're young. But. Yes. I, I just found a lot of um, peace and meaning from going to these natural places. And I even like, used to pretend I was a native person so that I could see the world through eyes that weren't involved in the development. Because yeah. growing up in Edmonds, Linwood grew up so fast, and the freeway went in when I was 10. That's how old I am. Okay. And so I just valued these beautiful places and wanted to... So I'd draw pictures and paint and wrote poetry about it and just kind of wanted to reflect the special yeah. things, focus on those things. I'd even go out in the woods and just sit on a stump and look at the trees and just, you know, enjoy the sound of the brook and um, or go down almost every afternoon down to the water and look yeah. at the view and want to paint that and so I really had a desire to learn more about painting yeah yeah that's very cool yeah I think it is something especially in today's world um even even out here on Camino um you know we we get very busy in our lives and everything that's going on um we don't always take that time to breathe and especially after a year like 2020 (laughs) taking some time to just slow down yes um and, and be in nature, I think. Yeah, is, is it's so healthy, healthy for you, too. Mm-hmm. And it's good to do with someone else. I used to take my little sister down with me to the beach, and we'd <laughs> enjoy it together. And just it's a great way to share time with people. Nice. Very cool. So then uh, after you graduated high school, where did you go from there? Well, I ended up um, uh, living on Orcas Island, which was wonderful. My grandpa lived up there, so I experienced that. And the beauty of Orcas Island really triggered my, my love for art and desire to learn to paint better. So from there, I moved down to Olympia, and my aunt called me, and she said, we have a job for you on um, Vashon Island at Camp Burton as art director. And I thought it was just a week to go do art with kids for a week. (laughs) And so um, 
I did that, and she said they asked if I could stay all summer, and I ended up there for three years as okay. the art and recreation person. So that's where I discovered um, the meaning of art for children and families and teenagers. Um, I had a little shack, an art shack with all this stuff in it, and I got to create a curriculum and um, kind of camp-related, nature-related, and it, it was on the water and trails. And so we did things at the beach and, you know, in the woods and... But we actually did, uh, from my mom's art training that I experienced just years before, I was able to develop some actual art programs that, that she had done in her schooling. And so we actually learned drawing and painting, and so I learned more. So I decided that I should go and get some more training in, yeah. in art. So Nice. Was that something, uh, as you were kind of building that and doing that, was it something that kind of all it kind of all came naturally to you as you were go, uh, building that stuff? Yes, it did, because um, almost all my parents' friends were teachers, and almost all our relatives are teachers or pastors or something that were in a teaching role. So it just came naturally to me. So nice. it was easy for me, and I, I really love children. So that I saw some kids really benefit from that time doing art and expressing themselves and saw their behavior change even. So mm -hmm. that's where I thought about being an art therapist. Okay. That was one of my first goals as an artist, yeah. Nice. So then when you decided to get more training, where'd you go then? Um, I'd already, um, well, during that time, I, I did a, my second year of school at um, Shoreline College and had some really good art instruction there. That was Shoreline Community. And started doing more art on my own. And then I applied for the University of Washington Art Department. And I got in there. And I was able to be there for... A full year, a very productive year of painting and drawing, and um, did well and really enjoyed it, loved it. Um, and then I got married. Okay. <laughs> I was working at camp, um, Warren Beach Camp at that time. Oh, as yeah. As a horse wrangler. Yeah. And um, anyway, I met someone that we got married and went to Alaska. So wow. I took off a few years from college. I had to come back <laughs> years later and finish. <laughs> okay, very cool. What part of Alaska were you living in? Uh, mostly, we were on boats uh, fishing and doing tendering and different, and a yacht um, doing, um, you know, people coming up and enjoying being on the water. And that I was doing a lot of painting at those times because I'd already had instruction in college. So I, was, I had watercolor stuff and drawing with me. Yeah. So I started doing a lot of, you know, scenery that I'd see. Um, and then we lived at Kodiak for three years. Oh, really? I worked um, in a mission there with kids that were having troubles. And it was right on the water in a beautiful setting in Kodiak. And then we went out to a cannery and Care took the cannery for two years and worked there for two summers. So I painted almost every day when wow. I was at the cannery. Yeah, because you have time. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. So Yeah, we, were, uh, we actually did a guy's trip. Me and uh, uh, two of my guy friends um, went out to Kodiak this, this last April. And we're out wow. there. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's um, rare. Not that many people end up going to Kodiak. Yeah, well, so my friend's mom grew up in Kodiak. Oh, great. Um, so she lived there, and then her brother, you know, my friend's uncle, has a cabin there. Um, that's kind of a family cabin. So we got to stay there, and it's like it was. It's off the grid. It doesn't have electricity, running water, anything. Um, so it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. We got to go out there, and we just did day hikes out of the cabin. Like we would, were you afraid of bears? No, I mean, <laughs> one, when we looked up online, I was like, maybe we'll see one. But looking up, like, pretty much all the bears are on the other side of the island. <laughs> so 
Good. Um, yeah, we weren't weren't too worried about that. Um, we saw a couple deer as we were there, but that's about the only. Yeah. And then lots of eagles and stuff like that. Well, I wanted to be a wildlife conservationist was my first goal before I decided I wanted to do art. Um, and so I'm very into wildlife. So Kodiak was a great place. Yeah. So I did a lot of paintings there of wildlife and um, the flora and fauna and the scenery. And almost all my paintings sold before they were framed. It's a, an area where they actually buy art. Yes. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would love seeing the wildlife there and yeah. the wildflowers. And it's it's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, when we were there in April, I feel like that's one of like, it was a perfect time to come because the uh, the mountains over there like still had snow on them about halfway up mm-hmm. but the roads and everything were all clear yeah but it felt like you were driving at like way higher elevation than you were because <laughs> it felt like you were driving around mountaintops yes because yes. like they were all snow-capped but yep. then like halfway down was just regular road but yeah, that was they, actually sea level <laughs> yeah the mountains come up a lot faster there like yeah. right out of the sea almost yeah. yeah so yeah you get the winter feeling in the spring for sure yeah so it was very cool i thought yeah. it was, I definitely want to go back again. yeah good great. awesome nice me too <laughs> <laughs> nice so then you were uh you guys moved as you moved away from kodiak where, where did you say you guys moved there um, after Kodiak, we came down and we had some property here in Arlington area, okay. and we um, actually bought an old homestead and built a little cabin and had n- no running water electricity, <laughs> and so we took the house apart and rebuilt it. It was going to be my art studio, okay. and we ended up living there. You know how that goes. So <laughs> we never did get power there, but anyway, it was quite an experience. I got to be a pioneer for a little while, and, <laughs> and then I decided to go back to college and finish college, so... That was when um, I went back to the University of Washington to finish my art degree. Okay. So I lived down in Ballard and um, and kind of tried to live up there at the property a little bit, but it was too tricky. So anyway, finished my art degree, um, and it, it's a general art degree. So I just did all kinds of stuff, and I just used my mom's education um, learning that I had with her to prepare myself for doing either art therapy or art teaching. I was going to make a decision about that afterwards. So I just started teaching art. I okay. started teaching art to homeschool kids, and um, we ended up buying a place on Camino here and started with the homeschool community teaching art, and I just loved it. So at the time, there were no, not really any jobs available for art teachers. They were all taken, and we wanted to live here, so I was like, I'm just going to start teaching art. So yeah, um, I never got went back and got my teaching certificate. Okay, but I just used all the, you know, what I learned about teaching and yeah. just started teaching. So very cool. Yeah, nice. What kind of in the end? What was it kind of that prompted you to continue in the teaching of art rather than deciding to go into art therapy? Well, art. The only um, programs for art therapy were either in Central or over and or in Oregon or in Vermont, and so they were kind of. Um, hard to find a program that I could do that. Um, I also, when I was in college, I did some volunteer work as an art therapist. And the one-on-one or groups and doing it all day long, I'm very empathic. And I like to work one-on-one with people. And it was just a little much to be with people that I really wanted to help. And I I was just with them for a short period, and it just didn't quite fit me. Yeah. I, I found that teaching art where they don't think of me as a therapist, but they <laughs> just enjoy learning, and we can talk, and they can they can explore their own gifts, and 
um, have a way to express their feelings. It, it was therapy for them, but we just weren't calling it that. Right. And, and it just worked better for me nice. to be a teacher rather than a therapist. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So then when you started teaching um, with like homeschools, did you just do it um, like mom to mom? Like, did you just get in contact with people or did you actually like have classes at your house? I more uh, either taught at their homes and they'd get a group of kids together and a parent that was interested in the arts would, would kind of arrange it and then her kid would come at a lower price or for free. Yeah. And there, that would be our location. So I'd teach at their home or I was at like the Cedar Home Baptist let me use their fellowship room and we had quite a you know, bigger group of people there. Okay. So we just did that. And, um, and then I got a job through the public school. Um, with still Guamish Valley School. Well, actually, prior to that, I'd been teaching adults, too. I'd been teaching at the senior community centers okay. for, for years. Like at Stanwood Community, I taught there 10 years okay. as a watercolor and drawing teacher. Nice. To the elderly people or any age. We had some homeschool teenagers that came to those classes. And then yep. they were, it's an old schoolhouse. It's the old high school up on the hill in Stanwood. Oh, very so cool. So we had this cool old schoolroom with a blackboard. And <laughs> I really love teaching there. And I may, I may do that again. I, yeah. really, I really love that location and the, ven- the venue of reaching out to seniors. Yeah. It's really fun. Nice. And then I taught at SVS in... Arlington. Okay. I think I did both those things at the same time for a while, but I taught for um, 17 years as an art teacher at, oh, wow. through okay. the Arlington School District. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And was the not having a teaching degree or anything, was that an issue? or? <laughs> well, I, I was called a non-certified instructor, so I got okay. to do everything. I just had to be careful about grading. We had to have somebody portfolio the grades that was a certified teacher that had art as one of their um, allowed, you know, things that they could do. So yeah, I got to teach professional, you know, high school classes, but it was K-12. So I got to go all the way from little kids. (laughs) And then I was teaching at the senior center for part of that time too. So I was, there'd be a week where I'd be from kindergarten to 90 years old. So it (laughs) it was a great um, experience to be part of the public school system. And yet it was a homeschool venue. Nice. And then I also um, helped start the school here in Stanwood called Saratoga. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. we mostly just did, you know, everything and art. <laughs> okay. So it was really fun. So nice. that was part of that. So too. you were part of like getting that off the ground and started then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, it um, the district here in Stanwood Commando decided that they wanted a homeschool program. And um, it just, it was a desire of the people and the teachers. And we met with the board and... It just started. I think um, the one in Arlington was a little bit of a model for it, but it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really fun. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, So then, um, so you were, you've taught a lot of different styles of art. What was, um, what were the ones that you really like resonated with you? Like whether watercolor or oil, mm-hmm. uh, drawing, what was kind of the ones that you enjoyed It's the most? drawing and watercolor and illustration is what I really love to do. I really love illustration as an artist. And I had a, a class in college at my senior year where it was like a independent study for illustration. And I had a wonderful instructor who directed me to illustrators like Carl Larson was one he thought I should study. So I studied him and Beatrix Potter and, um, and they are both, um, watercolor painters. Okay. And it's a very common medium for illustration. Yeah. And so I'm also really into horse art and horse illustration. And um, so I just um, studied the different illustrators and how they... I've also done some graphic arts um, using the watercolor and drawing medium for um, logos and things for people's businesses and 
it's just been really fun. It's been a really fun experience. Watercolor you can take anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's what we're going to do in our class this uh, month is we're going to have two sessions where we learn about how to paint outdoors. Then we're going to go to the state park in Cama Beach and oh, paint outside. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's just you pack everything in a backpack and... You pull it out, and whatever water is there, you can use it. So you can take it out of the creek or whatever. And then you um, you know, you, you can paint what you see. You can draw and photograph and then paint it again later. Um, it's just such a versatile medium that, that really fits. Even backpacking. Our, we went to Fiji, and I had a little backpack with all my art stuff in, and I had an extra set, and I'd give it to the kid, and we'd paint. And this, this kid would never paint it before he'd able to produce a nice painting because... People are naturally talented in art, Very and cool. um, so it's just a, it's such a portable medium, and it's so simple. It dries quickly, and yep. um, it's not like a big canvas. You just have a piece of paper, and yeah. you can pack it away and use it later, make prints of it, make cards from it. Um, so I just love the medium yeah. because of that. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, it's it, I love listening to um, different artists talk about like. Uh, like oil painting and acrylic and watercolor and how each one has its own advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Um, and how s- quite a few of them fall into s- one or the other of them because it, it of the convenience. Yeah. Um, I, I had Jed Dorsey on and he was <laughs> saying that Jen. like when he had kids and stuff like that, like oil just wasn't practical for him because he could never <laughs> leave it out because, you know. Um, and so he did acrylic. And so because mm-hmm. acrylic, he could get a whole done painting done right. and then put it away. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's really fascinating to me. And then I talked with uh, John Ebner, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of fun fusing all of them together. Right. He, he mixes acrylic and watercolor. He mixes, you know, all sorts of stuff. And so he, he really likes trying to create a fusion of everything. So. Yeah, I get that. Actually, when I taught art, we, we learned all the different mediums, everything. In fact, one year we did art history and we started in ancient times and went up through the different mediums um, where we started way back, you know, the caves of Lascaux and then mm-hmm. Egypt and then the, you know, the Renaissance art and um, to the present time. And we had a, we even did egg tempera and had Jack um, Gunther help us with oh, the recipe. Cool. We had eggs everywhere. And <laughs> so we were experiencing what it was like to be a painter of the time. <laughs> so I really love all the mediums. It's just, you can't do everything. I even love working in clay. So we, yeah. we taught clay and did firing of the work and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. But I just, watercolor is just my favorite. Yeah. It's just watercolor and drawing. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> Very cool. So then... Um, so then you were doing uh, teaching in the school then. Um, then what happened after that as you were teaching? Well, the, the job kind of changed. The school district, um, that position of being a non-cert instructor got to be problematic for, uh, for the politics. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I phased into teaching um, as a paraeducator for five years at Tharlington School District. And so okay. I kept the same hours and just went. But it was a wonderful experience. Got to teach ancient history to sixth graders and writing um, with seventh graders. And then I was four years in elementary school as a as a assistant teacher. And I just loved it. I didn't realize how much I'd love it. Yeah. I was, didn't, did recess with the kids. And so we did some art, of course. You know, different yeah. times they'd want to do art and we'd do art. And just just love getting to know all those ages of kids on that different venue. And um, so that's what I did for a while. And then since then, I've just been teaching um, private classes through the um, this the gallery in town, the okay. Stanwood House Gallery. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just on my own with people. When people want to have a class, I've taught privately for teenagers or um, anybody that wants to do art. I'm in the phone book as an art teacher, so people find me. And, yeah, I get to teach with my grandkids and do art with my mom, who's an artist. And it's just um, a wonderful thing to do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, So now I'm planning to make it more of a priority as I retire. I'm not with full-time with the school district anymore. Okay. Or as an employer of the school district anymore. I'm just kind of, I sub there, but I'm more wanting to just get back into teaching more in the community here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So um, apart from being a teacher and an artist, you also have gotten involved in real estate. How did mm-hmm. that come about? Um, that was something when we came to Camino Island, um, we wanted to not be um, running up to Alaska and stuff. We, we adopted a daughter. And we wanted to stay put. So... Um, we started to um, just do real estate to have a job that we could really enjoy the things that we understood and valued, which is, you know, having a home and land. And uh, we'd learned a lot about it by having the little cabin in the woods and buying property and subdividing. And um, it's just an interest that's been in my family, too. Yeah. Um, my family's very interested in buying and selling homes. As my dad's kind of second career was fixing up houses and reselling them and building okay. houses. And so it was just something. My mom's a decorator and a designer of homes, and it's just in my family. So Okay. Yeah, I just, um, we work together, and we're able to really enjoy. This is a great place. To yeah. be a real estate agent, obviously, yeah, it's just such a more so much variety in the homes and the properties, and yeah, yeah, really have enjoyed it. So nice, yeah, very cool. Um, all right, and then uh, what are uh, you talked a little bit about this, but what are the things that are I guess that inspire your art that you're bringing to the loft this month? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a history of my art. There's a painting with the two eagles flying, and that's um, from an inspiration from being in Alaska. When we went through southeast Alaska, you see these beautiful inlets and um, the, the mist and the trees coming out and these eagles. It's just like you just never forget it. So that was actually painted from memory. Okay. Um, and I added the eagles from some photos that we'd taken. When you're on fishing boats, eagles like to hang out. So you get yep. some good photographs. So, um, yeah, and then there's a picture of my view from my home on South Camino and a picture on the San Juan Islands, a friend... I used to visit, she moved about four times in San Juan Island and everywhere she moved, I did a couple paintings and she's an artist from Kodiak actually that oh, we really? ended up staying in touch. And so that's a uh, meaningful to me. It's one of her places she lived. And so they're all pictures of things that are meaningful to me through the years. And yeah, I have a picture of a fairy on a, on a, um, rhododendron and that was a private art class to a, um, a young girl that, um, she loved fairies. So and the Dorsey family and their fairies, of course. I've been influenced by that. <laughs> um, and so just a little bit, that's my kind of illustration side. And, yeah, so it's just a little bit of each, each kind of art. And one's of a stream called Living Water that I painted from a black and white photo um, that is kind of a meaningful to me, the concept of living water. is just, a, I just love streams. We don't have a lot of streams here on Camino, so yeah. I have to go hiking to see streams, and, right. Cody, and I, the islands had a lot of streams, and so those are, those are just different things that are meaningful to me. I just picked them out. They seem to go together, so. Nice. Well, very cool. Yeah, for sure. If, uh, people that are listening to this this month, be sure to come up to the loft and check it out. Um, very cool. Well, yeah. I like to end every podcast with some rapid-fire questions. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? 
Um, I actually forgot to look at these questions, so I am trying to remember. Um, I actually haven't purchased hardly anything in the last three months, oh, so okay. I don't really know. I'm sorry. No. I bought a watermelon. That's good, especially <laughs> in this heat. It's a great, great fruit to get right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. What would the first day look like here? Oh, well, I'm thinking of, you know, right now I'm kind of preparing to go to the state park. I think I would like to take him to Cama Beach for lunch and go down there and see the old cabins in the, the I love that park. Yeah. So I would probably go there and then we'd hang out at my house and pet the horses and um, just kind of maybe go down to the beach and see the sunset. So yeah, I think that's, or maybe go to the loft and check out the little bee tourists a little bit and have a good coffee. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? Oh, boy. Um, I would say Jack Dorsey. Have you interviewed Jack Dorsey no, yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's Jed's dad. Yeah. Yeah, he has. I met him when I first came to the island. We went to a little church called Mabana, and he was working at Boeing at the time and really sad that he didn't have enough time to paint. We used to talk about it quite a bit. And now yeah. he's, he's back into his painting, bringing out his old work and having shows, and it's just so exciting to see him grow he just has a lot of knowledge and history yeah mm -hmm. very cool all right and lastly um uh what piece of advice would you give your 20 year old self um to stay open to listening to all different kinds of people and to learn from everything i do yeah Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. You're welcome. I, I really appreciated you having me do this. Yeah, so this has been you. good. Good to get to know you also. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Bobby Samples for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.